and welcome to Geeks with Shields, your home for all things good and nerdy in this, the darkest timeline. I'm Lord Commander Orc, and with me as always is... His shield brother, Axel Wright. So I got a bone to pick with you. Oh, you got a bone to pick with me? Okay, go for it. Did you ever watch season two of Iron Fist? Not yet. I'm working on it. You're the reason it got canceled, you motherfucker. (laughs) I've been thinking about this all week. My lady and I just are still watching Luke Cage. We're watching an episode before this recording. Well, chop chop. See, Luke Cage is fine. Iron Fist was the one in danger, and it just got good, and now it's canceled. Eh. (laughs) The second season actually did a lot of stuff right and had some really interesting potential. But the way they word it, I think we're going to see him come back alongside Luke Cage. Well, considering that, as far as I'm concerned, the most interesting way to have Iron Fist and Power Man is as a pair because they're buddies in, in the comics. Uh, like the whole time of season two, I've been waiting for Danny to show up because while he sucked in Iron Fist, his scenes with Luke and Defenders were like, you know, the best thing he's done anyway. Yeah, and I 100% agree. I just read that headline. I was like, God damn it. It's everyone that didn't watch it because the first season was so bad. And the second season really made a lot of powerful strides and was really interesting. And well, I'll all tell I can you hope I for is uh, Heroes for Hire now. Yeah, yeah, Heroes for Hire would be awesome. All right. Well, before we get into today's topic, we're going to do our normal Patreon sound off. We'd like to thank those of you who have continued their ongoing support of this show, as rambly and incoherent as it is sometimes. Uh, Pam Galley, Marky, and Orion McCann, thank you for your charitable donations. Now, if you'd like to become a patron, just head over to our Patreon page, Geeks with Shields. It only costs 25 cents an episode, and you would not believe how much that helps us with this show. See, my bet is that the list gets to at least about 20 names before Ulrich gives up on saying it every time. <laughs> I don't know. I can talk pretty fast. Well, we'll see then. Either way, I'm int- I might raise the bet as the numbers go up. It depends on how you react, but uh, be an interesting game for myself. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this week's episode, we've been talking about Halloween all month because it's Bootober. Ooh. <laughs> we've done, you know, favorite horror movies. We've done favorite, you know, family-friendly horror movies. We, and we did, did that one episode that we all regret. Yeah, that was going to say the ill-advised serial killer episode. Go give that one a watch, folks. It's it's not as bad as we've made it out to be. Yes, it is. <laughs> so He's trying to trick you. It's not a treat. I thought this week's episode would be fun if we just, you know, talked Halloween. Candy, movies, costumes, the whole shebang. We already have a problem with structure. Actually, I think that in general we've been pretty good about being structured in this podcast because we have like a kind of a rhythm. But this is this is no structure. Yeah, <laughs> this is, this is tell stories. Going, if you're saying, I wish their podcast is more off the cuff. This is going to be Axel and I's conversation unfiltered. By the way, that's me. Because a little peek behind the curtain, Ulrich generally likes things more structured and written out and somewhat regimented. I'm more of an off-the-cuff, wing-it kind of kind of guy. We try to make it work. <laughs> so, but yeah. Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. Awesome well, holiday. You start. Yeah. No, Halloween. Awesome holiday. I look forward to this every year. Actually, I'll start because I want to say that I hate holidays in general. It's a general rule. It is a huge amount of stress for me for a lot of reasons. Halloween doesn't bother me, though. I, I really like Halloween, but one of the big reasons why, um, especially in the last you know five years, is because there's a party that my uh, some of my friends always throw. And my, my lady, actually my girl and I, we um, actually got together at 
the that party five years ago. And so now it's just like a thing. We always go to that party every year and it's it's a good time. See, I used to throw a Halloween party every year, but as I got older, it became more inconvenient and I didn't always have the space. But uh the very first Halloween party Slagathar and I threw was in an apartment that was probably less than two hundred square feet. Mm. You remember that very first one. I was there for that? You weren't at the party, but you remember that apartment. Oh, uh, yeah, I remember the apartment. Yeah. And we had like 12 people in that living room. Fun. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, there's, there's sitting room only, and people are getting more and more drunk. It was a great Halloween party. Well, you know what's great about the parties I go to? So my friend, uh, Serata, who throws the parties, she – so I realized this a while back. Like, everyone has at least – I, I cannot stress enough at least uh, one friend who has all the alcohol. And I don't mean just like a fridge stacked with beer. I mean they'll have like a section of their kitchen devoted to all kinds of different kinds of alcohol from high grade to low grade and every flavor possible. And well, isn't that the goal? Like as you reach adulthood, you get more and more, you know, alcohol to entertain your guests. You know, I feel like it's actually the opposite. It's more like a young adult thing because here's what I'm getting at. I was the opposite, so, but go ahead. So Serata is that friend of mine. Like I remember at I think the three years into these parties, I I actually found a drink that she had stashed away that no one was supposed to touch called uh, Iraq, which was basically this black licorice, clear, delicious monstrosity that she got when she was over in like the Middle East that you can't get here. And I poured some of it into my mixed drink, which is atrocious. Yeah, I want to uh, smack you. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I, I have never stopped feeling bad for it. I, I have better um, manners and taste now, okay? <laughs> so uh, I repent every day. But luckily, I didn't use a lot. I just used, like, a little bit. But anyway, point is that Serata is that friend of mine. But as the, the last, like, year or so, and we don't just go to her house for the Halloween parties. There'll be usually two or three other parties in the year we go to her house, and that uh, amount of liquor has been going down, and I found out that the reason that that fourth of her kitchen existed in the first place is basically because friends would come over for all these get-togethers and parties and bring, you know, alcohol types that then wouldn't get finished, and it just, you know, would, would stack and stack, but then, you know, because she's getting, you know, older, she's got, like, you know, very busy life. There's fewer parties, fewer people coming over, so the amount of liquor just goes down over time. <laughs> no, I kind of when I I first started, I had a whiskey and a vodka and a rum, and they were the cheapest plastic bottle shit I could get, and that was uh, it. And, hey, the, I I was running the shoestring budget, and no one brought alcohol to my parties. I provided the food, the alcohol, the entertainment. I hey, did all fa- that stuff. Fair enough, man. But I've got like. <sighs> I'm not going to sit here and be like arrogant about it. I have nothing as resembling top shelf taste, but I've got like, you know, standards. So oh, no, I'm older now. I developed standards when I was young. It's like, I can pay 50 bucks for this bottle or I can get these three bottles for 20 bucks and we're all going to be so drunk. It doesn't matter anymore. So uh, I said, now I'm getting my liquor shelf to a bit more refined so I can actually entertain guests. Once upon a time, back when I threw Halloween parties, it was like, all right, I can either spend money on the alcohol or the food. And the food we're going to remember because we're going to eat it. The alcohol we're just going to use to dull our senses to do stupid shit. See, I think it's funny because the last few years I've become known as the mead guy because I know where the like imported Polish mead is in the city. And it's pretty 
it's really good stuff. It's like uh, except for that devil stuff you brought to my wedding. Um, see, you are in the vast minority there because you. No, like... we had some good stuff, but there was that one bottle you brought that we both oh. agreed was evil. Okay, that is not stuff I buy. For the record, the stuff you're talking, <laughs> the stuff that you're talking about, I got as a gift when I was in Minnesota, and it was Minnesota made, which a vast majority, like ninety nine percent of American made mead, is shit. Mostly because most of it is actually white wine with honey mixed in, which is not mead, uh, and that was basically that, but with black currant mixed with it too. So it was it was terrible and not oh, at all it was the- thick, and it was syrupy, and it was like Jaeger's evil brother. Yeah, no, 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 that stuff is terrible, and I have not, like I said, I, that was a gift. I didn't purchase that. <laughs> so you pawned it off at my wedding. Thanks a lot. The truth comes out. Hey, I didn't know if it was going to be good or not. Like, <laughs> I brought it because I had it. But, no, the stuff that I get is, like, um, usually, like, 50, 30 to 50 bucks a bottle, and it's usually anywhere between 14 and 16% alcohol, and it's, like I said, comes from Poland because Poland is the best source of meat in the world. Which and is since- weird, but... Yeah, it is kind of weird. But anyway, so I bring I always bring one or two bottles of that to these parties and I usually one mostly for me and then one I share with people. So I just got kind of known for that. I've tried making meat a couple times myself. I don't have the patience for it unfortunately. Well, so that's another thing is like the best mead, you know, cuz honey doesn't really go bad necessarily, so the longer it's been around the better it's it's a it's like it's it is honey wine, right? Yeah. So, it's, and for those of you who don't know, that's what meat is. It's fermented honey. Yeah, and it's so like literally um, my favorite kind of mead. Well, my second favorite is called a Poltarak, and it is out of business now, which is too bad. There's like a limited number of bottles left in the world, to my knowledge. But the the kind I get are like they don't even go on the shelf until they've been aged in a casket for like five years. So yeah, no. And see, my problem is the reason I wanted to make it is I like to when I get mead, I drink a lot of it. And I don't like that it only comes in small, expensive bottles. I want casks of this shit. <laughs> I, I'm a lightweight, super duper lightweight. So it takes yeah, me. Yeah, see, like, you get off lucky. You can, you know, buy the expensive alcohol and that'll hold you over. I got to, you know, go out and buy the kegs and casks. Exactly. I've been saying this for a while. It's like, why do you think being a heavyweight when it comes to drinking is a good thing? It's not. It just means you have to spend more money to get drunk or, or do it with, you know, worse and cheaper shit i get to have two glasses of high grade mead and i am fucked and that's perfect for me so and you can say that but then everyone laughs at you going oh he can't hold his liquor because we could never go bar hopping we'd be on the first bar and be like pass out under the table uh okay not that extreme i i know that because i went to uh my buddy doug's bachelor party and i will admit that i was i was drinking keeping up for about three hours and then Doug's friend from the East Coast showed up at the fourth bar we were at, and I remember him coming in and saying, "Tequila shots." And oh I no! This is black. I don't remember the rest of the night. <laughs> so, see, there is one advantage to your style of drinking versus my style of drinking. I can carry you bar to bar if you pass out. True. For anyone who doesn't know our actual sizes, I am pretty tiny. Uh, I am about five six and one hundred and ninety pounds, so not that big of a dude. Uh, no. Ulrich, though, has got at least a foot or so on me and uh, more muscle mass, certainly. <laughs> yeah, no, I could carry Axel under one arm like a baby. Yeah, let's not do that, though. Anyway, no, um, that, that would be sad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, point is, uh, is it really such an adult thing that we started this conversation about Halloween and we spend most of the time about drinking? That feels appropriate to me. 
Well, that's kind of the thing is, you know, most of my 20s, early 20s at least, Halloween meant big-ass party. And every year, Slagathor and I would, you know, try and throw the biggest party. We'd create all sorts of cool, creative, you know, party favors and get all sorts of alcohol, movie marathon, and it always ended the same way of I'm the last guy standing, everyone's drunk off their ass, and Slagathor yelling at me, I'm not drunk enough, I need to do shots so I can catch up with the rest of it, catch up with everybody else. Hmm. See, when I think of Drunk Ulrich, I always go back to seeing you in the background of a Skype call, dancing around in your kilt about how you have to piss. Well, yeah, that that still is a central uh, tenet of Ulrich drinking, is the kilt comes out. <laughs> True, I, I need to get my hands on a, a kilt that I didn't rent, because that was nice. During during Ulrich's wedding, we all wore kilts, and um, they're comfortable. I have a utility kilt that Slagathor has hidden from me. I don't know where it is, but... <laughs> She's hidden it from you? She doesn't like that my... She doesn't... Like what happens when I wear a kilt. Okay, one, I haven't hidden it. It is in his dresser. He forgets about it all the damn time. <laughs> all right, I'm putting the blame solely on you then, Auric. I'm gonna believe Well, that her. means I can only find it. With, I got drunken memory for it. I can only find it when I drink. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, I I didn't start drinking until I was 22. So it's like... That's part of the reason I think why I'm such a lightweight, especially considering I have a family of alcoholics who think I'd have a better uh, resistance, but I'm glad I don't. Anyway, so <laughs> parties weren't really a big thing for me. Like like I said, I, I hate holidays in general, right? Growing up, holidays meant I had to spend time with family, usually people that I didn't feel really much of anything for and it was like a job it meant i have to behave a certain way and be polite and be nice to these people for this span of time when i'd rather be like either you doing know at home else. doing basically anything else yeah and now you know why we drink at family parties that's true that's very eggnog didn't start with rum people added that to the recipe <laughs> i i remember with halloween too like I had I was a super anxious child like I just had major social anxiety I think because you know it's weird because I you know I'm very friendly and with like people I was very good at making friends at school and stuff but strangers and stuff I had a, I was super nervous around so I never trick or treated like I think I trick or treated twice in my life maybe I remember that what would happen is I'd go to my cousin Tyler's house and him and his parents would always have this picture. And the idea was supposed to be, oh, I'd go trick-or-treat with them, but I was always too you know, freaked out of going up to, to strangers' houses and knocking on their doors. And so I'd usually just chill and uh, back I'd walk with them, but I wouldn't collect candy. I wouldn't go up to the doors. I didn't care about it. So That's just sad on so many levels. So we're going to try and pick this one up. I love trick-or-treating. That was my big thing. And it was kind of a bitch where I grew up because I grew up in a podunk town in the middle of nowhere. So you had spheres of operations. You had the main city proper. Then you had the one cul-de-sac out of town. And you started at the one cul-de-sac out of town real early, get the good candy because they closed their lights early. And then you, you know, scaled back by phases until you're, you know, in the middle of town trying to convince your dad to keep going, having to bribe him with Snickers, which that was always my problem with, you know, Halloween. My dad would sit in the car and demand a candy tribute. Got anything good? Nothing with peanuts. I don't like peanuts, but he always wanted the Snickers. <laughs> well, I I feel like there's a joke about the those hungry commercials there for that. <laughs> <laughs> and no, it was real. I loved Halloween. Halloween was awesome. 
um, partially because my mom, you know, was crafty, and every year she'd make us our Halloween costumes. Cool. So, like, the month of September was dedicated to figuring out what we wanted to dress up as and what we were going to do, and always trying to challenge her with something that much more complex. That sounds like a very good mom. Yeah. And the one thing, like, we'd always, you know, come try and try and top it. We'd try something more elaborate, more bigger. Like, one year it was a pirate, and, you know, she got, like, three different types of fabric. My grandfather made me a wooden sword. So the only one that, you know, she's like, there's no way I could figure out how to do it was if you wanted to be an M&M or something. Something weird sense. she couldn't make with cloth. Yeah, yeah, I understand. So, yeah, no, I love trick-or-treating. I'm looking forward to taking my uh, daughter this year. i got to put a costume together. But uh, candy. Like, every kid has that bad candy, good candy, and these were the ones we pawned off on my dad. And he <laughs> figured out, stop giving me the damn dots. I don't like dots. Nobody likes dots. I don't know no! how they exist. I, it's, they're terrible candies. Right there with uh, people that give out the rolls and Necco wafers. I never got that. Oh. I mean, I never saw that, even. I, every, there's always, like, a handful of people. Like, it was about a roll of quarter size and Necco wafers. And my little brother, uh, Krug, who we had on here, he loved them. So you could trade those. Like, I'll give you the Necco wafers for your Reese's deal. I know that Tyler, who always had that giant bag of, you know, because he trick or treat properly, he didn't like Almond Joy, and I loved them. So I was like, I'm not oh, a fan I of Almond Joy. I don't like coconut. I love coconut. So I was like, just give me the Almond Joy, man. And that was our little thing. So, so like in your mind, because Gravity Falls makes this joke about loser candy. What to you is the quintessential loser candy? Uh, probably candy corn. Yeah, uh, see, my mom had a cure for that one, too, and this is what she used to do when she kid. She'd make oatmeal and then mix the candy corn in. That's neat. And that's how we'd use up candy corn, because when she was growing up, that was the problem. People would hand out candy corn, and no one likes eating just candy corn. Yeah. So the day after Halloween, it was candy corn and oatmeal. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I remember there were a, a handful that seemed like loser candy that I actually really liked. Like, I don't know what they're called, but I remember these candies that uh, they still sell them. I see them every now and then. That are it's like a hard, uh, circular red like strawberry shaped thing in a wrapper that is oh, dotted yeah. like a strawberry. I know exactly bite, what you're talking about. Yeah, you I can go either it, way on those. Yeah, it's like got juice in it. Like I don't know. I, those things were they used to have them at the banks all the time. Yeah, and they it's seem like on the essential screen. old person candy. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like they seem like loser candy, but they always I thought they always tasted great. I mean, yeah. I always love like the Werther's strawberry hard candies too, and that's definitely old person candy. <laughs> Smarties, man. I loved Smarties. That was like I go digging through my bag for those and Tootsie Rolls. The Smarties great. Tootsie Rolls, eh. I always thought I'm... Tootsie Rolls are weird because they didn't taste like anything else. I was like, this is supposed to be chocolate, but this doesn't taste anything like chocolate to me. It's a chocolate caramel fudgy thing. I love it because, you know, you can pack your mouth full like a chipmunk. Gross. That was the kind of kid I was. I would try and see how many I could fit in my mouth. See, I, I'm i not OCD by any means because there's no disorder about it. But I'm, I have a thing with cleanliness. So, like, I don't like things to be sticky. And I, I wash my hands, you know, a handful of times a day just for no reason. And I was taught very early on to keep my mouth Clothes when I chew and stuff. So, <laughs> so yeah, that that hurts my brain for you to for you to say. And Tootsie Pops. Uh, Tootsie Pops are fine. I don't really care. They're fine. <laughs> See, I think you missed out on all these great candies because you never had that quintessential Halloween experience. But you did miss the quintessential uh, Halloween on. experience. I say, like I said, I wouldn't say never. Like I said, I went. Well, I'm telling you, all these great candies are like oh, I'm not that I'm not a fan of them. But oh, almond joys. Oh, those are great. Oh yeah. 
You probably like yeah. bit of honey too, don't you? Bit of honey's fine. Bit of honey's nasty. It's it's like caramelized honey. What's wrong with that? It gets in your teeth worse than a sugar daddy, and it doesn't taste good. They're hard as rock. So I love Abba Zabba's. Abba Zabba's are amazing, and I hate you for that. <laughs> but it's a similar concept. It's really hard taffy, but it tastes amazing. You just sit on it for like five minutes, and it's soft and chewy again. Exactly. Now, but, but hold on. I want to say with like the like I have a very vivid memory of the first year um, that I actually did trick or treat with Tyler. I think I was I want to say ten, and I had the pillowcase and I had it filled with like filled to the brim with candy. So much candy that the drawer right um, in our in our house was filled with that candy and it didn't it, we it was still there the next year like there was still candy he, in the drawer that was krug he never ate his candy he would stash it away and use it to you know barter favors and my mom would have to end up throwing it away every year because he liked the idea of having the candy more than he liked eating the candy oh we ate it my point is just though that it was just me and mom so we didn't eat it fast enough to go through this you know drawer filled with candy in, in a year because that's another thing too i'm not a big sugar person other than soda like i drink a lot of soda i've always drank a lot of soda because it's kind of like my vice but as far as like actual candy go you know what i say that but i've got a 41 ounce bag of skittles right next to me <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyway like my point is though i had the experience of oh put on a costume I, you know ghost something simple or i no no i was a i was an escaped i was an escaped convict that's right because me and go. mom me and mom did it together. It was uh, we both had the the matching striped jumpsuits. Kind of kind of cool actually. Um, and I got to you know went trick or treating. Uh, had the thing full of candy. Did the whole all right. Let's dump it all on the ground and pick through it and swap. And so I got to have the experience. It just wasn't like you know it wasn't a huge deal to me. And it wasn't something that, to me. It was still like uh, I don't know. It was stressful. It, <laughs> You are such a neurotic little kid. Well, I, things are stressed. I okay. I, I'm going to share this. Me and Scarlet, my lady, have had a fight about before. I am notoriously difficult to shop for, and not for the same reasons that a lot of people are difficult to shop for. Because most most time, when you hear that phrase, "Oh, they're difficult to shop for," it means like, "Oh, you know, I don't know what they want, or it's hard to." figure out what they like i am even farther i don't like receiving gifts it's true period the actual act of receiving a gift is work for me and i try to explain this to to my lady and it just it, it ended up turning into a fight but to try to give a like a brief <laughs> thing right growing up i had several instances where like someone would give me a gift i wouldn't care and then I would get scolded for, you know, not being grateful, essentially. So that instilled in me this idea of like, okay, when someone gives me a gift, it's actually important to them, right? It has nothing to do with me and what I'm getting. They are getting something out of the activity of giving me a gift. They get to feel good about themselves for giving me something, which means that if I don't respond the way they want, then I'm the a-hole. So like, oh, now I've got to put on this and I've got to now essentially act a certain way or I'm going to hurt their feelings. So by giving me a gift, you are putting the impetus on me to behave a way that is not normal for me. And it, it, it's stressful and anxious, and I don't like it. <laughs> okay, so back to Halloween. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is a Halloween ramble. We're getting the psychology 
excellent gift giving. Did you ever go to Snob Knob in our mutual hometown? Snob Knob? Yeah, you know, like the people high up on the hill that always gave out like the king size candy bars and shit, and they had like the super decorated <laughs> houses and stuff. No, by the time I moved to our hometown, I moved to um, that town that we shared on my 13th birthday, and I, I never trick-or-treated after that. Like um, I trick-or-treated when I was 10, and when I was 11, and I think when I was 12, and those were the three years I ever trick-or-treated. I had a younger sibling, so I had the excuse to go out for years, and then when I got into high school, uh, we had to do something tell us time to go pumpkin smashing, so we'd go and try and see if we get candy. Now, that's something I'm curious Am I the only one that knows what pumpkin smashing is or engaged in that, you know, pastime? How can you not at least know what it is? It's a dick move, in my opinion, but I know what it is. <laughs> we were recycling the pumpkins that people would leave to rot. Well, rotting is technically like recycling already, but okay. And it's, not, it's not rotting on your doorstep. <laughs> that's still their property, their impetus to do what they want with it. If they're going to let it rot, that's their business. Well, some people took it as a challenge. Like we had our, uh, we had a football coach, and every year he would do, hold do on, something to on, try and persuade on. people. I got, I got, I got to stop you right there, real quick, because Sagathor, are you still there? Yeah. All right, tell us about the hobnob, because I didn't do it, but you started it, and I don't know anything about it. <laughs> it's not hobnob. It's snobnob. Wait, snobnob, whatever. <laughs> or snobnob is not hobnob means you know. Kind yes, I know hobnob is basically schmoozing okay. at high level. I just I misspoke. Go on, schnob, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I was just uh, I just wanted to know if you ever went to snobnob or anything like that because they were the really cool houses that everybody flocked to to get the king size candy bars and stuff, and they were so because they had like they were like the big mansion type houses, and they had the um, the beautiful view over the river and shit and. I don't know. That's some of my best memories. Going there and just like spending all night trying to scam them out of more candy. Was this in like the north part of the city or is this in like the orchards? Uh, like when you went downtown kind of where there was that gas station right on the, um, on the river and stuff right there. Yeah. It's a gated community. Yeah. And then you um, look up and there's that hill that had all those big ass houses up there. We went to prom at a lodge in that neighborhood, right? I think think so yeah I, think so. I remember that okay yeah now my goal in life is to be that guy that hands out king-size candy bars on halloween yeah i want my kid to go to school and be known for you know the house that has all the cool decorations and hands out the big size candy i don't bars. want people to know they gotta find us it's like you know a challenge i'm gonna be sitting Whatever. on the porch answer me these questions three <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> See, I have ambitions with my, you know, Halloween. Because like I said, I love Halloween. But, it was, oh, yeah, the football coach that, you know, it was a game. He set out his pumpkin and uh, he did all sorts of things. Like one year he set out with a hose and doused people when they, you know, came up. Other years he'd hide behind the car. One year he did something. He, like, disguised, I don't remember what it was, as a pumpkin. And he tied a rope to a tree. So people ran off with this, what they thought was a pumpkin. And then, you know, landed on their ass when the rope went taut. Oh, that sounds mean. <laughs> he also greased the pumpkins, and he made a game out of it. Did you ever... I never once have bobbed for apples. Have you done that? It's a bitch and a half. I've heard. It's a lot harder yeah. than they make it seem. And it's an apple! <laughs> like, halfway through, you're going, wait a second, there's cupcakes on that table. I'm over here drowning for an apple? Fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why that one has fallen by the wayside. His kids are getting figured out. I'm drowning for an apple, and that one's covered in caramel. 
huh, let me think about this. I remember playing an unorthodox Halloween game when I was 16. I was oh. at uh, uh, Slagathur. I think you were there for this. It yeah. was um, the, we called it the Friends Rock Anime Club, and the, <laughs> the president. Wow! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would have bullied you guys so hard in high school. Anyway, the um, president <laughs> was my girlfriend, but we'd only been together for a couple months, few months, something like that. Yeah. And so we were playing. Uh, it was it was basically spin the bottle, but instead of kissing, you you take a piece of pocky and put it in one person's mouth, and the other person would break off like however close they dared. It was just an excuse for lip service, really. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, that's how I met my my then future boyfriend because I accidentally bit his lip and. Gave him like a blood blister. <laughs> oh, yeah. There were there were like thirty people at that party. It was very, yeah, it was huge. And it was in a so room. Many nerds. It was in a it, tiny room. Yeah, there was all of us in the room, and then the rest of her family had their own party outside of the house. And her mom and her dad kept coming in periodically to make sure we were being good kids. Well, was- yeah, you got thirty teenagers in a room. <laughs> But you that's just gotta thing. go in like, there with a hose every once in a while and douse them down. No, no, no. You pass a critical mass. Like <laughs> 10, 10 or under, there might be something going on there. But beyond that, there's too much like awkwardness for anything real to happen. <laughs> How do you think an orgy breaks out? Uh, not like that. <laughs> I mean, granted, you're all into anime, so the odds of actually having sex is slim to none. But that's how orgies kind of start. You Somebody slips an elbow and then... You have not been to Anime Oasis, so you don't know how wrong that statement is. <laughs> so. Yeah, don't make statements you don't know about. <laughs> uh, the first time I went to an anime con, um, I found out that the dance I was at was filled with people on acid and ecstasy. So <laughs> you what? don't know. Yeah, yeah. And not to mention, I got into a dance off with the guy who was half plant, and I saw <laughs> and I saw bleach characters doing very adult things to each other. <laughs> so. All those years of not getting laid in high school has got to come back somewhere. Actually, really, it's more like that a lot of the people at the at that con, anyway, at the time, were very... Like, most of the people were bisexual there, and they were able to, like, kind of get away from their families. And, you know, we live in a very conservative state, so it was like this open environment where they could be who they wanted to be. And so then, I mean, the con was nicknamed the Sex Con for a few <laughs> years. So... Anyway, I never made it to this. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, back to Halloween. <laughs> All right. So, uh, oh, go ahead. What about haunted houses? I hate them. I really? went to I went to one when I was very young, like five or six or something like that, that my mom took me to, and I was terrified, and I ran off like on my own, <laughs> and. Uh, I've never forgiven myself for that because even though I was young and I should be able to like get over it, I still feel terrible that like I just left her essentially. So <laughs> it's just a source of shame now. <laughs> My mom was attacked by a guy in a zombie costume. <laughs> She's never recovered. It, it's just it's just like personal shame. I've you know. I know what I'm just putting out the absurdity of that. I mean, it's not like you left your mom on the side of the road with a flat tire in the bad part of town. You left her to talk with the poor, you know, teenage guy. It's like, I've been punched in the ball three times tonight by some kids. Because <laughs> that's what happened at my, that's why my hometown stopped doing haunted houses. People kept attacking the actors. And it got to the point like, no, this isn't worth it. You assholes are just 
punching us in the dick. See, my favorite haunted house I went to is just Disney's Haunted Mansion. That's that my favorite. It's awesome. Yeah. It still it holds great. up to this day. I went to Disney World two years ago and finally got to do that, and it was awesome. Uh, our, the place that we live in now, they do a really uh, good one. They do good haunted houses every year and each year it's a different theme and stuff. And I love them. But last year <laughs> the actors got a little too touchy feely and I <laughs> don't do that sort of shit. So I was more into getting the hell out of the haunted house. It's like they sprinted through it. I did also, not want them to freaking touch me. Also for anyone out there who again, doesn't know what we look like. Uh, I would rather get into a fight against Ulrich than Slagathor. Just saying. <laughs> well, God, now you make me sound like a beefy fucker. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just saying that I'm, I'm just saying that I would rather be hit by him than you. <laughs> well, now that makes me feel good. Anyway, yeah, I wanted to get out of there as soon as possible because I don't like to be touched like that. And... <laughs> don't make it sound dirty. <laughs> And now I get teased relentlessly from Ulrich because he thinks I was running out of there because I was scared. You I left the I like there was a six year old girl in front of us that had to get us out of there because the end you have to grab this book and present it to get out and Slagathor booked it past the book <laughs> and this little six year old just comes walking in behind her you know holding the book like there's no big deal like lady what the hell's your problem they, were, they kept trying to fucking touch me and I can't stand that shit well the best part is the year before we took Krug and his then girlfriend. And he chickened out so hard, he was pushing her in front of him as a human shield. Yeah. So we mocked him, and the next year we take I would uh, mock Slagathor, him, yeah. and she sprints through it. <laughs> <laughs> so I gotta say, they are really fun. It's all volunteer-based. Yeah. I mean, they do a lot on a little. Yeah. If I... I've never done it, and even though I don't think I would enjoy it necessarily, I w- I've always wanted to do one of the like the mazes, like the corn maze kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Terrifying. They used to do a really good one down where you live. I don't know if they still do it anymore, but there used to be a really high-end one. And then in our mutual hometown and stuff, there was one there in the fields out by the rodeo grounds and stuff. Yeah, I remember seeing yeah. it. The lights coming from it were always kind of eerie. <laughs> yeah. We did that one year, and again, Slagathor sprinted through it because she got bored halfway through. It was so boring. <laughs> what did you think the corn maze was? I don't know, but it would be fun, but it was so freaking boring. <laughs> well, I can't blame her for that. So She has a short attention span. It's not it was boring. It's like, oh, nothing's happening for five seconds. But I'm that gonna... haunted hayride was really fun. Oh, well, that was really, yeah. Man, our hometown actually had a pretty good Halloween. You know, oh, man, I can't because I don't think you've seen it, but uh, there's a great, have you seen any of Dexter? The show? No. Okay. There's a there's a great scene in season one where it's um a flashback to they were on a doing a hayride and for like Thanksgiving, not Halloween, but something like that. And uh and Dexter's all like, you know, joking with his sister. And he's like a teenager at the time. He's all joking with his sister and is smiling, and then uh, his dad, who's been training him, right, is like, Dexter, I'm glad to see you're having fun. And then like Dexter kind of gives a side to him and goes, I'm not having fun. I hate the hay. Everything smells terrible and I'm itchy all over. I don't understand this. And he just goes like the smiling. So, <laughs> and because the idea being that his father taught him, you know, you have to act a certain way. You got to put on this show for other people. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> no, they, I don't know if they still do that anymore, but that was a really good, I mean, it was not like high. It was again, people volunteering and whatnot, but in terms of something to do in October, which I think that's why I love Halloween. I love creepy shit, and it's an opportunity to go out and, you know, do that kind of stuff. Uh, I will say, one of my things on my bucket list is to, you know, you've always kind of heard about those 
really like terrifying haunted houses that you have to like uh, go sign to. a waiver for. Yeah, I like I've always wanted to do that, but like I said, I hate people touching me. But in these ones, you give them free right to touch you, to do this sort of shit to you. Yeah. So I don't know how it acts, but I've always wanted to go to one. I'll take a pass because there's going to be a clown and I'm going to punch that fucking clown out. When I, and then I'm on the news and strange hairy man punches clown. When I was young, very young, uh, I lived in San Diego for a while. And mom and I went to a house that was supposedly actually haunted, like not an attraction or anything. Yeah. I don't remember much of that, but I remember being super uncomfortable the entire time. I think that might have left an impression on me when it comes to haunted houses in general. Um, 100% don't fuck with that juju. Yeah. Like, I would love to kind of go visit the Amneyville house or something. But at the same time, I full-heartedly believe you don't fuck with that shit. I guess <laughs> they've totally remodeled that so it looks nothing like it used to, and they still can't sell it. Oh, no, that juju don't go nowhere. <laughs> that stays there. I, I feel like I have a number of like weird, um, you know, experiences with Halloween that just colored everything. Like I remember when I was, I want, I think, I think I was like seven or something like that. Uh, Mom went to this party, and so I, I went with her, and the kids were kind of all together. I don't know what circumstances led to this happening, but somehow there was a TV, and a V, and a, and a VHS player, and a copy of Pumpkinhead. And I love that movie. That is such a bad movie. I thought you were gonna say Poltergeist. I'm like, oh, that, that shit'll scare you. That shit scarred me. Pumpkinhead. Uh, okay. Nah, I'm not saying Pumpkinhead's a good movie or anything, but I'm. I no, it tarnishes the the reputation of Hill Folk. I'm just saying that, like, the image of that elongated, like, demogorgon-looking creature thing, like, terrified me for a long time. So. So do we like? Do you have? I like, I know you're not big a Halloween guy, but do you have a go-to Halloween you watch every? A Halloween movie? Like, there's a movie that you specifically, like, it's October, I'm watching this in October. No. But you know what's funny? Uh, a lot of my friends do, and so maybe this is why I'm not, why I don't watch this movie on my own at all, but I feel like the number of years that have gone by where a Halloween and or a Christmas has gone by, where one of my friends hasn't been like, hey, let's put on Nightmare for Christmas. God Ooh, damn it. We talked about this last episode. I know. I'm just saying that, like, I still, like, the movie's fine, but I'm not the one who ever puts it on. I just, I surround myself with people who tend to be that kind of person, right? So it, it ends up going on. Now, there's two movies that I really like to watch around October. It's always, uh, well, it's always, uh, the first Nightmare on Elm Street, because that's my all-time favorite one. And uh -huh. then it alternates between Bride of Chucky and Seed of Chucky, because those two are my favorite ones out of pretty much the whole entire well, franchise. when the franchise realized what <laughs> Yeah. Like, I love watching those I take movies. you've never seen those? Oh, I've seen the Chucky movies, yeah. Oh, well, you sounded that, that hmm was like you hadn't. <laughs> no, I just, Chucky is, I don't know. I feel... I like I like bad movies, so... I got nothing. Now, Chucky doesn't really work for me. No, the, my go-to, and we watch almost every year, is uh, Trick or Treat. Oh, yeah, if you haven't watched this one, go watch this one. I haven't watched that one. Oh, you, it's a brilliant horror movie. It's a Halloween anthology. Like, this is the... Like, the idea is it was meant to be the movie you watch every Halloween, and I 100% still feel like that. Yeah, I don't know. I just... I don't have movies like that in general like the only time i re-watch movies usually is when i'm trying to show someone like i've probably watched slc punk two or three times a year since i 
first saw it, but that's because I always find someone who hasn't seen it because it's not a very, you know, widespread movie. Other than that, though, like I just don't have I don't don't rewatch movies just because. <laughs> We've started a movie night for that exact purpose because I realized we have so many movies we don't watch. We should do a movie night once a week. Yeah, and then of course there's my yearly rewatch of Watchmen. Hmm. Or whenever you visit, we kind of we watch Watchmen. We didn't do it this last time because we didn't want to subject the women to 12 hours of us arguing over... <laughs> well, we kind of still subjected the women to several hours of us arguing over something else. I don't remember what it was, but... <laughs> well, that's inevitable. We get together, we have to argue. It's like some random thing, but... No, Watchmen, it's a four-hour movie that becomes an eight-hour movie when we watch it because we have to pause and discuss. Now, did you notice that the particles in the background of this particular shot? Yes. No, someday I will go as the comedian for Halloween. That's still on my goal. And I will go as the doctor guy. You can go as Doctor Manhattan. Well, that tops anything I can say. So <laughs> there, there are so many problems with that costume. I'm not going to go do Whatever. why. I'll just put myself in a blue suit and get a nice wingle wingle from you know oh. Adam and Eve, and then walk around just swinging my hips. We have a child now. <laughs> so you don't know what that is. No, but other parents will. I don't care. <laughs> you think slut? See, this right here is why I'd rather fight Ulrich. <laughs> she does not care. You know what I'm going to do? It's you know, there's at least a fifty. Yeah, you know what your odds are. There are some rules of combat with Ulrich. <laughs> so. Okay, fine. How about when we're around kids? I'll put up a black bar. When we're not around kids, <laughs> I'll take the black bar away. You couldn't have done Silk Spectre for me. You had to go Doctor Manhattan. I like blue penis. I like the idea of so I've always loved the idea of like little kids in costumes. I remember uh, at one of my first cons I went to, there was this couple whose like kid was in a heartless costume, and I thought that was adorable. So like, oh. I love the idea of like having um, like Kingdom Hearts. Oh, oh. Sorry, don't worry about go ahead. it. But I have love the idea, for instance, of having like you know kids dressed up as like Mabel and Dipper, Dipper Pines. Like, that's yeah. on the we've just that's a family costume at one point we are going to do. Well could Slagathor could totally pull off Wendy. So uh no She I'm, hates Wendy. I'm, oh, it's too well, bad you can only pull it off. I want to be the pig, okay? You want to I thought you were oh, Waddles. You wanna be Waddles? Okay. I want to be Waddles. And or if you're Grunkle Stan, you were Oh yeah, one hundred percent Grunkle Stan. <laughs> <laughs> I could be Stanford though. I'd totally pull that off. Oh yeah, that would work. Yeah. We'll get Scarlet to be Wendy. <laughs> or yeah, she would she love the character it. she wants to be. No, no, no. We've decided we're we're running out of characters. <laughs> she can be Susie Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wendy it is. So <laughs> we'll get Unvog to be Seuss. And he can be questioning the question mark. Um Okay. He Unvog, you, you announced next uh, next Halloween, you're going to be questioning the question mark. Uh, considering that he's easily like the funniest one-liner guy in my circle of friends, uh, he could pull off Seuss if he wanted to. Certainly, <laughs> he's maybe questioning the question mark. And All then right, he can stare creepily at the women. <laughs> well, I would. Okay, though, I would rather if Woundvog was going to do this, I'd rather him be the uh, old man McGucket because I feel like he'd do that old really man well. <laughs> By the way, am I the only have, one? this is this is a growing cast. We need to you know get people together. Like, okay, <laughs> I cannot be the only one who hears that name. Every old man McFucket, though, right? That's not- <laughs> <laughs> I think that I'm. I listened to the commentary. I have to go back again, but that might have actually been somewhat of an inspiration. Have you? Uh, so have you seen Over the Garden Wall? I started to watch it, but I never got past like the first fifteen minutes for some reason. Was okay. 
no, oh, no a it's a show. It's a ten episode miniseries, essentially. Each episode's twenty minutes long, so it's it's short. You can do the whole thing in a single binge. Yeah, and, it's got uh, Elijah Wood. Yeah, actually, I think each episode's only ten minutes long. Now I think about it, but anyway, the when I first saw it, so Woundvog showed me this, and I had been hearing buzz about it, like. You know, one of those cartoons that's like, damn, this is like art, right? And I was like, okay, whatever. And so he got the whole thing. He sits me down to watch it. I'm watching it with him. And for the first six episodes, I'm like, this is fine. There's nothing really, you know, great about it. And then like episode seven or eight, something around there was like mind blowing and suddenly made all the previous episodes even better. And then it ends in this like horrifying but also like really uplifting finale that the point is it is a really good like autumn watch in general, especially Halloween watch. And if you haven't treat it like a movie, see the whole thing. Like it's worth it. Yeah. I keep meaning to go back and watch it. Cause I know there's a lot of cross pollination of animators between gravity falls and that, and it was around the same time. It's and got a very similar watch like the first half of the first episode and like, Oh, this is interesting. And then I never picked it up again. Yeah, I'd say it's less comedy focused than Gravity Falls and a lot more just uh tone focused. And the the creature what, what do they call it? The the woods, it's like the the monster of the woods or something like that is like legitimately horrifying. <laughs> so, you'll get to see it like once or twice, but anyway, it's a weird show and if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. Yeah, I'm definitely it's on the list. Like I said, I know it keeps like anytime someone talks about Gravity Falls, it's immediately followed by, have you seen Over the Garden Wall? I mean, so there's got to be something there that will intrigue me at the least. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just telling you that, like, again, it took me about six or, or seven or eight episodes to really get into it. So, but so that each might one's go short. against it because there's a lot of good TV on right now, especially, right? I think Netflix has got a lot of really good, you know, spooky Halloween yeah, but dude, stuff out right The now. whole thing is only 10 episodes long. So the whole thing is 200 minutes. Like, there's really. Not a lot that of reminds excuse. me, totally off topic, but where the fuck did Spoopy come from, and why is it in my in people's vernacular? Oh, I remember looking this up a while back. Uh, I hate it. I hate it so much. Maybe it's my old manism, but no. <laughs> I I will look it up, and I'll tell you when I figure it out. So yeah, I like it started coming up last year. I'm like, what the fuck is Spoopy? It's spooky, you fuck nuts. <sighs> it, it looks like to me just this is. Uh, probably not accurate but just a light search says that it came up in 2009 on Flickr whatever the hell Flickr is and it's like a dirty sex act I think it's like a Tumblr thing um, uh, it's even, I, was, I was close so it was a, a sign that was miswritten for um, oh here is a picture of uh, a sign I don't know Ross's department store anyway it looks like yeah, something in like 2009 started it, and then yeah, just got. I, I always thought that the use of the word "spoopy" was a way to like say something was attempting to be spooky while still keeping a you know what, what's the word like a detachment from it. You know, hipster bullshit. Yeah, sure. Uh, I always thought it was like a cute spooky. That's even worse. I don't know. Ah, oh, no, I have no problem with it. Yeah, you you uh, you're getting out of the vernacular, man. That that sign. <laughs> I'm fine with that. It just, I don't like how angry it makes me. It's just random words. Goddamn kids and words. Yeah, dude, you need to chill on, on the words. No. I've, been, I've been saying, I'm ahead of the curve. I say shway. <laughs> oh, no, I'm heading towards Red Foreman at full speed. 
heading towards. You make it sound like you're not already there. I still have a full head of hair. <laughs> so you're saying that the, the kindness leaves with the hair? Yes. Oh, Think okay. about it. George I'm, Carlin, when he first had hair, very clean cut, very friendly guy. Once he started losing that hair, he got real angry. So he didn't really lose the hair. It just went to the bottom side of his head instead. So Still, the theory, you know, holds true. I guess. Right. So other, like, Halloween things. I remember, uh, like I said, I remember seeing some movies. Uh, There's always some candy. Um, I Did you ever do, like, what was your first proper Halloween party? Do you remember? See, that was the thing. I always wanted to do a Halloween party, but it meant giving up trick-or-treating. So it was always trick-or-treating or Halloween party, and I'm not passing up on free candy in a costume. My first so, Halloween party was that one we did with Freck. Oh, with Freck. Yeah, that might have been my first as well. So, And I got yeah. lip service. So, you know, success, I guess. So I guess my first real Halloween party was the one I was talking about earlier that Slagathor and I threw with, like, 20 pe- or 12 people in a tiny-ass apartment. Oh, yeah. And I was making people take a leak behind the house because their bathroom was too small. <laughs> That was the first time I had Taco Bell, too, and it was terrible. (laughs) That was my thing. Like I never went back, because someone was real nice, and they bought us all Taco Bell because we were drunk off our ass. And I'm like, I've never had Taco Bell, and I'm drunk off my ass. This should be good. And I'm drunk off my ass, and it tasted terrible. Taco Bell, you had every advantage going for you, and you still tasted like shit. What the fuck? I refer to it as taco shame because I can't eat there without feeling terrible, terrible shame. It usually happens. <laughs> you got a real shame complex you need to work on. It all started when my mom was talked to by a guy in a crappy zombie mask when I was six. <laughs> uh, I think I'm just heavily self-critical in general, but we don't need to get that deep and introspective right now. So You're on the internet. Being self-critical is probably not the best thing to expose about yourself. Uh, there's there's very little that someone could say to me that I haven't thought worse at myself. Anyway, uh, Sagathor, do you remember other than the Pocky game, like what else we did at that frack party? I remember showing oh, off. We did art. that. Uh, we did that candle game. Candle that, game. That that killer where um, oh. turn off where turn off the light and there was a single light in the center and somebody was a killer and you know they winked at you and you had to act, play dead or whatever. That and game had- was amazing. I tried. That I was tried fun. to get. Yeah, I've tried to get a group to play that so many times. I forgot that that's where that started. Yeah, so yeah. so I should kind of already said it to just to kind of so you have a deck of cards, right? And you know, like you make one of the cards the killer, you pass it around face down so one person knows they're the killer, and you're all sitting in this dimly lit room, and it needs to be dimly lit on purpose, and you just continue having a normal conversation. Like you, that's one of the great things about it. You're playing a game, but you don't have to stop talking about whatever it is you're talking about. But if someone does like a you know, like locks eyes with you and then closes like both their eyes and then opens them up back, you know, like real quick. But it's a sign that, hey, I'm the killer. I just killed you. And so then you put your head down and you can't talk. You can't respond to anything. You're dead. You played this at one Halloween party. I remember. Yeah. And you got so mad goal... at me because I was too drunk to know what I was being winked at. <laughs> yeah. So so the goal, right, is for the, to discover who the killer is before it comes down to uh, like three people or something like that. So... Mm. Yeah, I sucked at this game because I remember loudly yelling, "Why are you keep winking at me, motherfucker?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, see what um what we know and what I don't think we've actually talked about is that drunk Ulrich has a name. It's a very different personality. His name, <laughs> his name is Feisty Fists, and yep. it perfectly encapsulates who he is. Yep, that is my alter ego. <laughs> he gets in fights with people and in trees, trees and cars, refrigerators. See. 
Drunk Axel is on the very opposite side of the scale. I, I found out when I did start drinking when I got 22 um, that Drunk Axel is super complimentative. Basically, all of the compliments that you can think of just start coming out. But they always come out in like... Okay, let me put it this way. I remember at my second house party, like a proper house party, I had this very clear memory of going up to... There was this girl there with extremely platinum hair. Like like a movie crazy platinum hair, right? And I remember I was... I had a bottle of whiskey in my pocket that was just for me. And I'd already had... Several I, these days, a bottle of whiskey in the pocket. <laughs> I literally had a bottle of fireball uh in my back. Oh, you son of a bitch. Um and I I had drinking several um Guinness and Bailey's shots, which oh, refer to as an Irish car bomb. I don't know if yeah. that's offensive or not, but that's what they called it when they showed and we had something called a Derby Girl, which is like a certain kind of vodka with moonshine maraschino cherries in it. It's really good. Um Point is, though, I was well over my limit, and I go up to this girl, and I say something along the lines of, hey, I want you to know that you have gorgeous hair. Also, I have a girlfriend, so I'm not saying this to get in your pants. I just think your <laughs> hair is beautiful. <laughs> See, I feel like you would have both gotten laid a lot and beat up a lot in equal measure. That would be a worthy exchange. <laughs> because that's the kind of line that's like a girl be go, oh, you're so cute, and then Feisty Fist comes over and punches you. What you doing talking to my woman? <laughs> it could have been a good double act, though, if we were on the same side in this particular scenario. <laughs> Unfortunately, and as everybody here in this podcast knows, I get flirty and very showy. And I think I've flashed chance a couple times. Uh, I don't think... All skin. I think it was just, just no, bra. Maybe. <laughs> I, yeah, I remember just lifting up my shirt. And yeah, this people sounds. People kept trying to tell me to put my shirt down, but I really wanted to flash you for some reason. You wanted to flash everybody. Yeah, but that's the story we're not going to share on this podcast. If you were there, you know it, and you've been sworn to secrecy. Well, I apparently blocked it out because I, I vaguely remember this scenario. So, oh, you were super pissed at me. I remember that much. I was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you were fucking livid with me. I felt so bad. Huh. He took me away from the house party because he didn't want me flirting with the girls. Didn't I just say we're not going to share this story? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so since we're getting near the end of the podcast, does everyone just want to go and share a quick favorite Halloween story so we can kind of keep this semi on track? I don't know if I have a favorite one, so go ahead. <laughs> okay, mine, I'm notorious in a certain small college town for this exact reason. But uh, the first party I went to in college for Halloween, I went as Guinness Man. All right. I had a Guinness shirt on. I had a Guinness towel for a cape. I had a holster full of Guinness cans. I was decked head to toe in Guinness, and I had an empty Guinness box on my head. Okay. I was Guinness Man. And about halfway through the night, you know, after drinking several beers, I noticed there was a line of, you know, young ladies walking past this apartment to the bar, and I decided it was my duty to escort them. Hmm. So you're totally not the creepy guy. I'm very drunk and friendly at this point, chatting them up, talking to make sure they get to the bar safely. And then I see someone dressed as this college's uh, school mascot. Oh, <laughs> this story, I remember. Okay. And my drunken brain went, I need to kick his ass. There's feisty fists. Yep. So I got to go fight with some poor bastard dressed as his college mascot. He has no idea why this man, you know, dressed head to toe in beer paraphernalia is yelling at him. 
And I thought it was all until I discovered a couple years later that that had become an infamous story around town of this one Halloween, this crazy guy beat up the school mascot. (laughs) (laughs) I never realized this. And I have to ask, you know, Krug, because he's going to the school now. And I imagine this story is faded, but I'm really curious if people still talk about that. This is one random drunken guy that attacked the school mascot. No, that same night I also watched a guy punch a cop and get arrested. That'll happen. Yeah, that was uh, the same night I also got trapped in a uh, glass cupboard. Uh, I thought you were going to say glass case of emotion. (laughs) (laughs) And I had my butt grabbed by at least three separate women. All right. Good for you. (laughs) Yeah, no. Oh, and uh, one gay guy. Points, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) No one can resist the cape. Not, it was the cape. I I swear (laughs) by it. (laughs) I I don't know if I have like a... um... Uh, Halloween story per se. I, I like one of the first ones that comes to mind is I remember it was very simple, but I remember going to this uh, Halloween party for the the college that I went to had an anime club, and they had this Halloween party that devolved into ju- there's there's nothing anime about it <laughs> except for some of the costumes because it just devolved into one of the guys I think he was the treasurer pulled out, started DJing finding like um, I mean there was anime music. Point is though. Lights went off. We all started dancing, and it started off with me and my buddy Gail, who was dressed as the um, the Old Spice guy in a towel. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I was, in my own words, a rejected Street Fighter character. I just slapped pieces from different costumes together to make something weird. So, and we just started dancing like ridiculously. And then, like Nils came up, and he did a dance that I later found out. It was the human dance from World of Warcraft. It looked hilarious, though. <laughs> and then. By the end of the night, like everyone was dancing together and no one cared, and it was just it was just really good. It was one of those those times where like you know everything falls away except the present. You know what I mean? It's like kind of moment that you can't manufacture. It just happens. I know because they tried to recreate the next like two years, it didn't work. So see, you had the opportunity to tell the Halloween story about how you met your girlfriend and you totally whiffed it. <laughs> how I met Charlotte. Because you said you met at a Halloween party, and this would have been a great you know, opportunity to earn some brownie points with her, but no, how you moshed in a pit of dudes is just we as didn't, good. We didn't, it wasn't a pit of dudes, it was more women than dudes, man. Like, it's oh. another thing I think you don't understand, is that in this particular demographic, in this area, there's more girls in the anime fandom. You started out by saying, not. though, that it was Rejected Street Fighter, Guy in a Towel... Yeah, that's, that's how it started. That's not how it ended. Anyway, but, but you with, for, uh, whatever, we're getting. Scarlet, we didn't. Wait, you got something to take us? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Scarlet and I didn't meet at a Halloween party. No, you just met. said at the beginning you guys. Oh wait, you guys met at a house party. Oh well, never. No, okay, no, we didn't meet at a house party either. You're you're <laughs> mishearing me. We met at anime club at college. There was a party. Well, I like a the story. Later. You met at a Halloween party, so that's the story now. It's not the story. <laughs> Ulrich has spoken. That is the story. Ulrich is wrong. (laughs) Ulrich cannot be wrong. Ulrich is host. (laughs) See, you can't be God if you go around spouting falsehoods. That's all part of being a God. (laughs) But it makes people, it lets people prove that you're not. That's why I smite them. I am a mighty God. For for the record, the Halloween party in question was um, several weeks after Scarlet and I met, and it's when we started, like, actually dating. That's what you met at a Halloween party, I told you. We didn't meet. We started dating at the Halloween party. Okay, fine. You started boning at a Halloween party. Not boning. <laughs> Just <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not you. 
I don't go from zero to a thousand in a night, man. <laughs> That's because you're not properly equipped. Oh, sure. <laughs> All right. Well, we just can move on to suggestions of the week then. Well, unless unless Slagathor had a, a story, I don't want to cut her off. No, I didn't really do Halloween, so I don't have I don't have a story. Okay. Well, then, uh, yeah. Let me let me cap it off by kind of circling back that while I hate basically all holidays on principle halloween is the one i probably hate the least because i like the aesthetic i like that it's an excuse for people to dress up in costumes which is always fun uh, christmas all the way Woo! get the hell out no i i'm cutting that in post no, we're not. christmas so, <laughs> yeah for uh, those of you who are wondering are you guys gonna do a christmas month no are you guys can do a christmas episode no well maybe an episode just one to get it out of the way, but not a month. Slagathor uh, will do Christmas all by herself. <laughs> You're allowed to. We'll give that to you. <laughs> so, for suggestions of the week, um, I will go with so I for honor, which has been said that I I play. I like I don't play it that often anymore. But the uh, isn't big, it getting a big DLC drop? I already did, which is what oh. I'm suggesting. It's called Marching Fire. They added an entire new. Um, subset of heroes. They're called the... Um, uh, oh, man, I can't remember what they're called. They're Chinese warriors, right? They're like, one person has uh, hook swords, one person has like uh, a staff, another one has one of those ring swords. Um, but anyway, they're cool, but they also, more importantly, added a bunch of new modes. Like, there's a mode called Breach Mode that's all about um, like taking and or defending a castle, and if you're taking the castle, then the goal is to like take over archer points and protect your ram so that the ram can make it to the gate. And if you're that defending, yeah, it's, it's really fun. And if you're defending, the goal is to destroy the ram before they can break through the gate. And then if they break through the gate, you got to keep them from killing the commander. So it's like, protect yeah, it Mr. Like the game that it promised it was going to be. Um, yeah, actually that might be a good way to put it. I, I have a lot of fun with it. They also added an arcade mode, which you can play co-op, which is pretty cool. So it's just like, you and a friend going up against you know various challenges. And here's a cool thing that I did not expect from Ubisoft, the company behind For Honor. I don't actually have the expansion, but Wretched does. So if Wretched invites me into a group and then he starts those modes, I can still be part of it and I can still get like gear from it. So I don't have to have the expansion to take part in the you know the new material as long as I have a friend who has it. Which is like Really cool of Ubisoft to let that happen. Hmm. Anyway, right. so yeah, if uh, if you've had any interest in For Honor before, big expansion, probably a new surge of players, Marching Fire. Pretty cool things. Pretty cool stuff. Thing. All right, Slagador? Uh, mine's very simple. I said it before. I absolutely love Nightmare Before... No. Night, not, not Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> okay, Nightmare on Elm Street. Sorry. Uh, so I guess that's going to be my my suggestion and stuff. It's quite spooky. Boopy. Don't you dare. <laughs> um, I I don't know. I really enjoy the stuff. When I was younger, maybe around nine or nine, nine or ten or something like that, uh, I had a friend whose dad had the like the first and the second one or whatever. My dad was always like, don't watch it. It's really scary. You're going to get nightmares. Well, I went behind his back and watched it, and I had <laughs> nightmares. And <laughs> I have loved it ever since. <laughs> So I I don't know I feel like it's definitely a spooky movie to watch for Halloween. Um, well, I promoted it when we did our yeah. Uh, I was gonna say Axel that was his choice last week. Yeah I know like I already know I'm like 
doubling up on it and stuff. That's okay. I, you can watch it twice. That seems to be the match here, right? Yeah, I absolutely love it. If you haven't watched it, I don't know why you haven't watched it yet. Just go fucking watch it. <laughs> Although, Robert England is terrifying. <laughs> Although, speaking of horror movies, before Ulrich suggestions, have either of you two seen the new Halloween movie? I heard it's actually good. I'm hearing mixed things from my critics. I'm going to go see it just because we need a date night. Yeah, I've been, I've been hearing uh, mostly positive things. I also found out, I didn't know this until like yesterday, that it is a complete, like, what was the term? It it, it makes Continuity every sequel. reboot. Yeah, because the, the first movie still existed, but every other movie has been wiped from the continuity. Because those movies, I forgot how many of those movies there are. A lot. Like 600. There are so many, and they're so bad. Jamie Lee Curtis is awesome, apparently, though. (laughs) Yeah. We we do plan to watch it and stuff, even though Chris Stuckman only gave it a C. But Jeremy Johns gave it an A, so I don't know. I think it's still going to be an enjoyable movie no matter what. You like Puppet Master, so... Like the joke I made earlier, Slagathor would walk out going, I don't know what everyone's complaining about. I thought the musical number in the third act really tied it all together. (laughs) That sounds like a fair assessment to me. (laughs) That's the kind of reaction I'd be going, that was terrible. What was that? And she'd be going, I thought it all came together really well. Hey, there man, was a under- boom mic in the th- in the final. Oh, well, you know, it happens. Hey, man, understanding perspectives is super important uh, to Oh, Slagathor has got a totally bit, you know, Slagathor, we've made the joke before, she loves bad movies. I love bad movies. Unironically loves them, except for The Room. I think we're on the same page about that. Yeah, it's annoying. Yeah, I hate The okay. Room. Anyway, go ahead, Auric. All right, uh, my suggestions. Uh, I'm going to start with the co-optional podcast. I've talked about this before, back when uh, Total Biscuit, the host, uh, came out and said that he basically had months left to live. Yeah, I remember. And I told everyone to go watch it. Uh, Since then, his wife, Jenna, has taken over. And she had kind of a rough start because, one, if you follow gaming online at all, you know the name Total Biscuit. He was a huge member of the community. Yeah, I didn't even watch the stuff, but I was still very aware of the name. Yeah, so she had to take on all of that, and she got a lot of unnecessary flack from people because she wasn't. She changed the show up, but she's been doing it for a while, and the show is amazing. I mean, I watch it every week; it's hilarious. She's done a really good job of retooling the show and making it work for her, and it's a great way, just one, to get caught up on what's going on in the gaming, you know, community, what the new games are. You get there's there's three hosts and a guest, so you're always getting you know a big diaspora of different types of games and also some great opinions and it's a hilarious gaming podcast all right like i said i highly suggest watching it that's where i started watching uh jesse cox was from him because i loved him on the co-optional podcast so i started watching you know more his stuff so yeah give that a watch and then because it's been a while since i've talked about 40k i'm going to suggest an amazing fan film just called guardsman it's a four minute 40k fan that's a 40k fan film that's you know basically there's a guardsman with a bit of shrapnel in his leg and praying to the emperor as tyranids close in on him and then a big ass space marine comes and saves him and it looks amazing for a fan film and it really gives me hope that you know a bigger uh studio will see this and go oh why haven't we adapted this and the reason is because the community the community's got problems uh, I'm going to catch hell for reason, that. I think the reason why a 40K movie hasn't been adapted is because the amount of money would make even Disney go, uh... We had a world, we had a Warcraft movie, and there's ways to do it on the cheap. Yeah, and they toned down the Warcraft movie quite a bit to still get it to the point where it was, and that only made money because 
China. I think 40K could work. Uh, maybe it's a TV show. There's ways to do it, but I still kind of think they look, when people ask why there's not a 40K TV show or movie, it's because of the community. And I'm going to catch crap for that, but that will prove my point. Uh, I, I mean, fan films are always like a great, I love little short fan. For instance, I'm not an Uncharted fan, but that little fan the film. The Nathan with, Drake like, one? With, or the... Nathan Fillion playing yeah. character is like, that was great. That was awesome. <laughs> that was. All right, so those are our suggestions. Uh, we'll have them listed later on our Twitter account if you want to go back and track them down. So thank you for listening. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Uh, more people that see this, the more we grow. We're always fighting the YouTube algorithm. Well, hey. Oh, thank you for coming on. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just kind of jumped in and added myself. But, you know, it kind of sounded like fun. So, <laughs> Hey, I have no problem with that. <laughs> and for any other people out there who agree that the YouTube al- YouTube algorithm is terrible, you can also find us on SoundCloud. But because right now we're you know still kind of small, we only have the, the SoundCloud lets us keep like a couple hours on a month, so we have to like rotate out our our stuff on there. So if you're interested in listening to our stuff through SoundCloud, I know some people have uh, talked to us that they prefer that because they can like download it or something. Then you gotta Got to be kind of quick on the ball there because, yeah, we don't... We get about two weeks, and then we have to take it down. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sorry about that. Eventually, we'll get to the point where we can, like, keep those up on a more on a more permanent basis. But for now, yeah, if you're interested in that, you know, got get right to it. All right. Well, as always, this has been Lord Commander Ulrich. And his shield brother, Axel Wright. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And be sure to tune in next time. And as always, stay honorable. <laughs>